Hey everybody, it's Ladies Night on Soap Dish Salem Style. Tonight I've got Ariet and Dylan with me. Say hello, ladies. Hey everybody. And we are going to jump in and discuss all of the crazy goings on this week in the in uh, the land of Salem. Before we jump into the uh, story breakdown for the week, let us discuss our Salem Spectator news segment. Uh, There isn't much to report except that Days is back in production, which means it looks like the renewal is, in fact, on the horizon. How do we all feel about this? Good. I mean, I I feel like it was expected, but having like that unofficial official confirmation makes me a little more inclined to hope that you know some of the things that I've wanted to see happen can now get started happening yeah I feel relieved I mean I didn't think it was going to be canceled but it was just nice to have some type of confirmation like Dylan said yeah confirmation is always good yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see them back at work. I'm just, wait, I'm just looking for a, a Sal of the Moon sighting, but I guess they don't post every day, so. Yeah, it's kind of hard because some of the some of the cast members post religiously. Like Rob, if he's working, ninety five percent of the time will post that he's at the studio. But then some people never post or rarely post, and it's just you kind of got to hope that they're there. Yeah, you just like have to see, you have to see other pictures if someone took a picture and like, or if they're filming or something like that, you have to be some type of FBI. (laughs) Which Days fans are known for being. Like literally, you give us five pieces of information, we could probably find Jimmy Hoffa. Exactly. No, but yeah, that's, that's a good, good thing that happened this week. Um, I'm happy to see it. There was one when we were starting to see the um, the posts from set filter in. Did y'all see the video that Stephen Nichols posted? Yeah, I was trying to figure out where on earth Steve was going in a tie <laughs> and a button down. Exactly, because that's not his normal at all. <laughs> so I'm thinking there's some kind of event in Salem come September. Uh, I don't know because that. I was like, are they having like a romantic dinner? What is going on? I mean, because Kayla's outfit was like one of her standard like wrap dress things, which looked really pretty. The teal dress that Mary Beth was wearing was actually really pretty. But she wears outfits like that when she goes to work. So it was his outfit that made me go, hmm. Yeah, he was in a, it was the tie. Because I was like, that is not Steve. No, I don't even, did he even wear a tie the last time Steve and Kayla got married? (laughs) Think so. I don't think so. Not sure. So I'm very interested to see exactly what will be happening come the fall. But that was basically it in terms of news. Um, since there wasn't much in terms of news, I figured we could kind of have a hot topics conversation of sorts. And I figured the conversation we can have is what makes a good storyline balance? How much time should a couple get to be happy? And how much angst should be thrown their way before we see a period of happiness? Because you have Eli and Lonnie who have had a pretty consistent happiness streak since 
the babies were, you know, since they got the babies back from being kidnapped, we've had seen them pretty happy. And then you've got Ben and Sierra who have basically had nonstop angst since their wedding. So where do you guys fall? Do you like constant angst? Do you want constant happiness or do you want a happy medium? I think that, yeah, I'm, I kind of fall in the middle because soaps historically, for whatever reason, um, they equate happiness with being boredom, with being boring and just not writing anything for a couple. And I, I don't particularly think it needs to be that way, but a lot of the time that's how it is. So I don't, I don't really mind when there are bumps in the road, but it gets exhausting when there's like all gas, no brakes, nothing but problem after problem after problem after problem. Because there, there needs to be some sort of an emotional payoff that you've, you've invested in this couple, you're invested in their happiness, you want to see them get like at least a little bit of that honeymoon period. Yeah, that's always been my thing. Like the amnesia story with Ben and Sierra didn't really bother me, except for I wanted there to be a moment to reprieve before we jumped right into that. Yeah, I can see why. I mean, since I've had happy content, I'm beyond ready for some angst. And I fall like in the middle I don't think a happy couple is boring, but it also gets to a point like a couple needs to have some drama. Like it can be happiness all the time, especially if it's for Ilani that's been going on for almost four months. If he like, if we ignore the like two weeks of Salem time, that is. True, because time is, moves weird in Salem. Yeah, so two weeks in Salem where their babies were kidnapped. One or two one or two weeks. I don't think it was long. But still. Like, you can't have a couple happy too long. But you, you can also not tear a couple apart and test them internally. Like, give them internal angst. I feel like there's different ways how you do angst for different couples. Not every couple is the same, but I feel like couples should have consistent obstacles to to overcome, but not to the point that it gets like overwhelming, like Dylan said. So I feel like uh, there should be a better balance. The couples who need happiness should get happiness. The couple who need angst should get angst there should be a balance somewhere but i don't think the writers today know how to do that they used to back in the day but not anymore so what do you think is a good length of time for a couple to have angst or to for a couple to be happy so like at what point in the story do you switch from one to the other how long before you switch if you were a writer. Listen, I can I could take angst for a year. 
because I love angst. I, I love drama. This is this is me we're talking about. I love me some messy angst and drama. So I could, and I love the way soaps told their stories back then. It was a slow, slow build. And when you reach that moment of like reunion or happiness for that ship you loved, it was a major payoff. And then some angst came right after it. So I feel like it shouldn't be, maybe not a year, but at least like four or five months and then happiness for like a month, two months, and then some drama again. Okay. That's how they used to do it back in the days, even longer. That's I. I'm more drawn to the storytelling of the '90s, '80s, and '90s. That's how I think a good soap is done. I feel like it's either too rushed or too drawn out nowadays without without any story in between. There's just a beginning and an end. There's not a whole lot of middle. Dylan, what do you think? Honestly, I don't think it's so much as a time period as it is a story balance. Because, like, I'm going to be honest. I would get annoyed if you gave me, like, eight, nine months of trauma, drama, stress, chaos, confusion. And then you give me six weeks of happiness and then right back to trauma drama stress chaos and confusion and i'm going to tell you why because there's no guarantee the way this genre is today that you're going to get the payoff at the end of that and i mean i know this is a day's podcast but if you shipped hillary and devon on the young and the restless you know what that was <laughs> and you know what that was like and you know what it was like to finally get our happy ending after forever and 26 years of trauma, drama, stress, chaos, and confusion only for her to be killed. So like you have to give me, if you're going to take me through all that, you have to give me at least an equal period of sunshine and roses okay how okay i have a question to your answer um how long do you think like how long should should the angst and like i don't know how to ask this question but in order to keep both balanced how long should each half be i don't think there's like i i don't think there's you know, a three-month, six-month, four-month answer it depends on the story. Because if the story is engaging and it takes, you know, three months to tell, that's fine. But if you give me three months of angst and a crappy story, and then you give me another two months of angst and an okay story, and then you give me a month of happiness where they're not really doing anything, but they're together and they're happy, and then you give me another six, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it depends on how the story goes, because at a certain point, it just it starts to feel like you're just throwing things at a couple to throw things at a couple. Yeah, that that also doesn't really work either. I feel like I feel what you're saying, Dylan, because a lot of it does depend on story. 
I just don't know how how they can do it today. Well, is there a couple you can think of either on days or on another show that had the perfect balance of happy and angst that you would want them to emulate in a way? Not necessarily tell the same story, but kind of that same formula. Dylan, I, <laughs> I don't know. I need to think. I need to think. Okay, go ahead, Tony. <laughs> like, I'm, because I think it's kind of hard because, like, all, when, you, when you think of all the great couples, they all had, like, major periods of angst and then, like, major, pe- like, not major periods of happiness. So it's kind of hard to. Yeah, ha- like, couples back in the day, they had, had more angst and happy times and I don't know it's just a soap fan in me wants more drama I feel like I feel like Bo and Hope in the 80s while they had a lot of angst they also had a lot of happy moments within the angst to balance it out like yeah they weren't necessarily together all of the time but while she was married to Larry and they were sneaking around we got Oak Alley Actually, I think so. And then, you know, we still got moments within the angst that made it worth it. And I feel like that's something that gets forgotten about. I would say, like, I can draw Ilani as an example from last year. They had four months of angst. And then they had three months of, no, well, February to May. Three months of happiness. And then, like, I don't know how long or short that was, but they had, like, two months, maybe, of some type of angst, and then the wedding happened. Like, it was more consistent. And I feel like it should be balanced somehow, like, a few months of angst and happiness and angst and happiness. It should always be balanced and consistent. But yeah, it's a hard question, though. I don't think there's a... Def- yeah, I don't, as, as we've been talking about it, I really don't think there's a definitive answer. It was just something that I wanted to bring up because I've kind of been seeing it on both sides because I've got the Sin fans who have, who have been on one side where, like, we need some happy, we need a moment, which, believe me, I completely understand because I'm right there with you. And then you've got, you know, the conversation we were having about Eli and Lonnie needing more angst and more drama and more story. So it was just an interesting side of the same coin. Yeah, it's different, but the same. So. And with that, I think we should jump into our weekly recap. Uh, First up, we have Claire and drunk Xander in the square, which was not a like not a relationship we see very much or one I was expecting to see again but not necessarily something I hated what did y'all think I I I liked I actually liked theirs I thought they had like a cute little rapport going (laughs) like when he when he laid his head down on the table and she leaned over and she yanked him (laughs) back up by the hair (laughs) that was apparently improv by Isabel (laughs) 
according to Paul on Twitter, which I thought was great. The one issue I had with the scenes was the moment where he decided to defend Charlie. Yeah, it was. That's one of those things where, like, you understand where they're trying to go. But my God, did they not land it? Yeah. Because I'm like, it's like, I get it, Xander. You've done terrible things. People feel a certain way about you. You're trying to be better. So you're dude but these are not the same (laughs) at all at all at all at all and it kind of like took me out of it I was glad that Claire was like dude what the hell is wrong with you like you can't seriously be defending this man right now especially coming off the heels of him being like completely horrified of when Paulina brought up you know him being accused of sexual assault that was unnecessary very unnecessary yeah it was like i see where y'all are trying to go but took me out from the scenes because like it, it can only take one dialogue or one sentence and you're like nah so that took me right out the scenes but yeah i don't remember much about it But I did like that um, they got to interact because we don't really get to see Claire interact with many people in her family unless they're directly connected to Sierra. Thing is, though, why, like, she was right in Horton Town, Town Square. And that's where, like, he shot Marlena during the... Oh, I wanted her to bring that up so badly. And they refuse to acknowledge stuff like that. And it's like I don't understand I don't understand why that particular thing gets glossed over because it got glossed over with Abe a couple weeks ago too. Yeah, I don't get it either. I mean, he literally jumped straight over that entire mess and went right from what he did to Nicole to what he did with the baby switch for whatever reason they don't want to acknowledge that Xander shot Marlena and if that's the case then why the hell did you make it Xander in the first place right exactly well and I feel like maybe and I don't know it's just a theory I think maybe they feel like that's the one thing he's done that you can't walk back you know but ignoring it yeah but it's the giant elephant in the room doesn't make any sense it makes it stick out because it's like times where they should bring it up you know like when Abe was listing his crimes times when it should be brought up it's just kind of stepped around and and if you were watching at that time you're just kind of like yo but what about (laughs) yeah about this what about- I mean and you can't even pretend that that didn't happen because that event spawned some excellent story for John and Marlena like the DNR story and the stuff that came after that yeah. was so good for them that you can't even pretend that that thing didn't happen it's just yeah I don't it's a weird choice I don't I don't know I guess I I don't know 
Also, are we ready for Xander to sober up? Past ready. Like, yeah. Chanel did her thing. <laughs> he was fun again. And once Chanel was like, bye-bye, he went straight back to same old annoying Xander. I don't know. I don't know what they can do. However, I'm ex- not excited per se, but I'm not against what we're going to see next week. Yeah, and that particular thing is going to pivot into more story because he's going to use the events of next week to blackmail himself into a job at, at Basic Black. Oh. Was that in the spoilers? Uh, that I think that was either in the spring preview or the sweeps preview that Xander was going to use a secret to blackmail his way into a job. And it was a job that he had uh, a job with people that he had a past with. Okay. And based on the fact that I know Eric and Paul are going to be working together because they had mentioned it on a Zoom that I did, uh, I'm just putting the pieces together and just coming up with a reasonable answer there. But So it looks like this might be the pivot point for Xander, which finally, because I'm about ready for drunk Xander to take a hike. Yeah, same. But since you brought up Chanel, we will pivot over to uh, Chanel just kind of showing up on Lonnie's doorstep, expecting to be taken in, which led to an interesting conversation between Lonnie and Chanel with... uh, a moment I wasn't expecting but really enjoyed when uh, Chanel brought up how she couldn't understand how Lonnie and Eli could be cops. Like that felt, that moment was unexpected but felt really organic and I kind of enjoyed it. What did you guys think? Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't expect them to go there but it, it honestly made sense and it fit into, you know, who who these characters are, where they are at this point in their life. Because someone, you know, young and Black looking at law enforcement in this day and age is going to be a little like, hmm, I don't know about all that. <laughs> so it it made sense for, you know, them to have that moment. And that's something that I've been saying, you know, they should actually bring up a little bit more given that, you know, Lonnie and Eli are both Black in law enforcement in the age of, you know, a massive social and racial justice movement. Like, it doesn't make sense to ignore that. Yeah, on, on one hand, I agree with you. On the other hand, when Ron tried to touch on the story a few years ago when Theo got shot, it yeah. turned into a mess. Yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, don't... like, I get, I, I get, I, yeah, it's like, I, I don't think that they have the range to tell the types of stories that they could tell with that. But at the same time, I don't think that they need to completely ignore it. Do I we? Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I felt like, just like you guys, that you just stole the words out of my mouth, so I don't have much to add. But it was refreshing in, an, in a way that came off natural. 
Um, I feel like it's important to bring it up. But like Dylan said, I, I don't trust Ron with these so stories because we've seen what happened with the JJ and Theo story. Yeah. Now, how did we how did we feel about the potential of Chanel becoming the twins nanny? Listen, Lonnie, I get why Lonnie is like, I know there was there were people who said like Lonnie had an attitude. Yeah, I was going to bring that up, too. Do you think she had an attitude or do you think that Lonnie is the type of person that Chanel needs? I think Lonnie is the person Chanel needs. And I think I wouldn't say an attitude. Lonnie was giving Chanel some harsh love. Exactly. Or some harsh truths. And Yeah, exactly. Harsh tr truths and tough love. Because if let's say if she supposedly had, had an attitude it was warranted because Chanel <laughs> lied to Lonnie's face and, and did so to scam her Aunt Paulina exactly and played her for a fool and Lonnie is entitled to be upset so I, I actually thought how Lonnie was acting towards Chanel was reasonable and it was exactly. understandable and what I liked is that Lonnie wouldn't let Chanel because you know how like Chanel can try to like talk her way out of anything. Yeah. It wasn't working with Lonnie and Chanel needs at least one person in her life where she can try but Lonnie's going to cut through the bullshit immediately. Yeah, I think I think Lonnie's kindness is something Chanel is noticing and she's kind but she's not going to be played for a fool just because she's kind not again. Does, does not mean she's a pushover yeah I just feel like I think yeah it's like the elders say don't mistake my kindness for weakness exactly but I thought it I thought their scenes were, were good um what else happened in those scenes I mean that for those particular scenes that was pretty much it you know yeah. Chanel kind of looked down on being a nanny and she's like well do you look down on me for being a mom I thought that was a good line from Lonnie yeah like Lonnie gives it to Chanel right back which I like because nobody else really does that yeah Eli doesn't that. know Eli doesn't know what to say to her so he just kind of says nothing and laughs it off and Paulina feels guilty so kind of lets Chanel get away with murder so it's kind of nice to have someone not immediately buy into her I don't I don't want to I don't want to say crap but like you, yeah. you know you Hold know her accountable I, exactly thank you I was trying to look for the right words yeah. but Chanel was definitely a bright spot for the week because I enjoyed her scenes with Lonnie, but I enjoyed her scenes with Allie so much. They're so adorable. They really are. They were oh, lovely. They were, they were sunshine. And like, I love that they call each other by their last names. I love that they 
are basically essentially kind of the same person in a way. I, so cute. What I loved about them was that it didn't come across as like their first scenes together. No, it it like, came off like like we're just picking up where they left off for for years. Like they said, like two, three years. I don't know how how long, longer than that possibly, but like it just came off as organic. I do need to see more, but yes. I'm loving me some sh- Charlie. It's so good, and my favorite part of it is like, Allie will be in town a year on June 10th for. The last 10 months, I'll say, it has been non-stop heavy drama. She came to town pregnant, almost gave her baby up for adoption, had her baby. Then we find out she She was raped. She ran away first. She ran away first. So she comes back, decides to raise her baby. Then we find out she was raped. Then she accuses Trip of rape because she believes Trip is the one who raped her. And then we find out it wasn't Trip, it was Charlie. And then Charlie dies and she's suspected of his murder. So, like, it's literally been nonstop heavy drama for a, ma- for a majority of her run. Like, she hit the ground running. And to actually get to see her be young and carefree and fun. You know what it was? It reminded, like, do you remember the flashback scenes of that of the night of her rape the scenes with her and trip yes and she was just so like carefree Carefree. and cute and i i just i loved getting to tap into who she was before this trauma yeah and you know hopefully this is like the beginning of that yeah the start of her getting some of herself back from that night because she deserves it like Allie she's young and she's you know she deserves to reclaim all of who she was and yeah she's you know she's a mom so obviously she's going to be you know have to be more mature and responsible than she was at that time but that doesn't mean that everything has to be heavy and doom and gloom and yeah and I like that she was job hunting. What kind of job do we want Allie to get? I don't. So Chanel was also job hunting, right? Uh, she was supposed to be, but I think yeah, she, she was supposed to be. She found <laughs> Allie before the job hunt actually began. Right, she said that. I forgot. Well, uh, as for Allie, I would see. I would like to see. Does Gabby have her company back? No. Gabby Chic? Yeah. It's with Titan now, but yes. Yeah, she has it. Oh my God. I don't know why that skipped my memory, but um, <clears throat> maybe work for Gabby Chic. Yeah, like I, I honestly would not. M- listen, listen, if everybody else can use their relatives for a job, Allie can use her. I mean, literally, there's. I don't think there's a job in town she could apply for that would not <laughs> include a relative, right? So it's like I, I honestly, I wouldn't mind her like doing something for, you know, for yeah, like working with Philip and Gabby at Titan or Gabby Chic or like, I don't know, yeah, just. No, and I feel like there's not 
I feel like they need to, like, I feel like now that we are past the whole Charlie Dale of it all, I want them to start showing us who Allie is. You know, what does she like? What, you know, what her interests are, what her hobbies are, what makes her tick so that we can get to know who she is outside of, you know. Her trauma. Right. And do you guys want that to include Trip? Because they both Allie and Trip individually, Trip was talking to Ava and Allie was talking to Chanel, both acknowledged the potential weirdness of what a relationship between them would look like. So neither one of them really want to go forward with that because of everything that happened. The fact that they acknowledged it, did that make it better for you and will that make a potential alley trip pairing which by all accounts looks like where we're going more palatable I mean like I I accepted a long time ago that this is where they were going so I'm just like yeah this is this is a thing that they're going to do I don't I don't think I'm ever going to be like 100% comfortable with it to be honest but it's like are you happy Going they're addressing it? it? Are you yeah. happy they're addressing it at all? Or would you rather than- Yeah, I mean, I feel it? like they're, I, I feel like they are at least making an effort to clean up the mess that they made, the unnecessary mess that they made. Yes. Um, so I I do on some level appreciate that. No, I don't know. It's like, it's not, it's, it's never going to be like a ship that I'm sailing on, but I don't like, it's not something you hate. They just kind of exist for you. Yeah. Now, did you expect Ava to be so like? No. Pro this? I did not. <laughs> I certainly didn't. I was expecting her to not want him to touch her with a 10 foot pole. I honestly expected Ava to be that. To be. I expected Ava to be like. Our, our our generation's Kate yeah like Kate liked no one and nothing that her that her children brought home so that's what I expected from Ava I expected like no one's good enough for my baby boy especially not the woman that almost ruined his future you know what I mean I thought that that was gonna be but they're writing Ava weird so I guess they might have Listen, I understand wanting Tamara Braun on your show because she's amazing, but at this point, they might as well have just made her Taylor again because there's nothing Ava about Ava right now. She's Chef Vitali now. Seriously, if she makes <laughs> one more fucking Italian dish, I'm she's going to... Chef, Chef Vitali at Shea Hernandez. Oh my god. Right? Oh, <laughs> lord. Like... It's, instead of Chef Boyardee, it's Chef Boyardee. Yeah, like... <laughs> Why? I mean, for me, why? one of the reasons why I enjoy like, Ava as a character is because she's so like complicated and gray. She's complicated and, and, and messy not, and fun, yeah. and they defanged her to put her with rape, and I'm just like, why? This I is like, like oh this y'all, game. this is this is like has, a domesticated Kristen. This is listen, not. This regime has a fetish for redeemed villains. I don't <laughs> get it. I can't even I this it's not as bad as domesticated Kristen 
and I feel like I feel like we're in the early, st- you know. Like, but Kristen, still, I feel like yeah, it was bad, but still, she went to her dark side. <laughs> like we're, what we're seeing now is Kristen basically tapping into her old ways, right? But with Ava, like when we met Ava, Ava was crazy. Yeah, even always when, been a problem. <laughs> and even when they redeemed her in 2008 and put her with Robo John, she still had that fire, even though she was redeemed. Was she redeemed all the way back then? Well, yeah, because they had her dating Robo John, and that's when the Nicole Ava friendship kind of started. But I wouldn't say that was redeemed. Well, I mean, she wasn't. She wasn't exactly scheming back then. Yeah, but I would say this more like her her return now redeemed her, or supposedly it supposedly redeemed her, um, because didn't she do a lot of shitty things back in like two thousand and what was it fifteen? Yeah, no, she did. She absolutely so, did, and you know that's when she kind of raped Steve. And I'm very happy yeah. to have Ava completely removed from Steve and Kayla's orbit. She never needs to orbit them again. Like, I'm completely fine removing her from that. But the bite that she had with Dr. Snyder, she needs to keep 24-7 for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a weird way that she's being used. Uh, Yeah, and that... I find myself, like, not caring to the point of skipping. And uh, that brings us to the Ava Nicole Rafe triangle from hell, which you guys can go ahead with because I skipped it. <laughs> that no, lie, that nobody fucking asked for involving Duke the Bear, which I want to fling out of a window, back over with my car, and then punch wow. in the face until she's until it's a little ball of bear. Like I just I can't, but. Yeah. Who do we actually think the show wants us to root for as the rooting couple of this triangle? Are they writing it as Ava Rafe or are they writing it as Ava is angst for Rafe and Nicole? Because I can't tell. I feel like they haven't. At, at first, I really thought that it was just going to be like Ava in the way of Rafe and Nicole. And then I was like, oh, okay, we're pivoting to Rafe and Ava. And now I feel like they haven't decided. Can they just decide to put Ava and Rafe together and just move Nicole out of this orbit? Because Nicole is so much better away from Rafe and Ava. Like when she's in scenes with Brady and Chloe, that's a Nicole that I can rock with. This ain't it. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure who. I I feel like I feel like maybe because they don't know what they're gonna do with the Eric of it all, they haven't made a decision. But Mm. it's just it's playing very weird. It is. Like they either need to kill off Eric, or they need to have the balls to recast him because turning Honestly. Eric because turning Eric into Roman Jr. is not helping the situation. It's not. It's just at this point I feel like whatever <laughs> I know it sounds really stupid because I really like Eric Cole 
I'm not a hardcore invested fan, but I feel for the fan base. Oh, I do too because they're about to get screwed. Uh, but at this point, like Eric is getting what he he deserves. He's a deadbeat husband and father. Yeah, like I said, he's acting exactly like his father. This is like the worst. But it really is oh, so bad. They Air Club just, fans got done so dirty. They, they did. They, they got they got done so incredibly, so incredibly dirty. They should have either killed them at Christmas or killed them now. Which kind of, like, when we talk about this, I have to pivot back to our conversation earlier. Like, sometimes fans forget how good they have until how they hear how other fan bases are, quote-unquote, suffering. So I, I really feel for Eric Cole fans. They should recast Eric at this point. Because Nicole, I don't really think she has a story with Rafe and Ava. I don't even think Ava has a story with Rafe. <laughs> like, I, I, I like Rafe. I don't mind him. Like, I know a lot of fans don't care for him, but I'm okay with him. But I feel like Nicole doesn't have any place in it. It's just... It feels like they don't know what to do with her. So they don't. Here we go, Nicole and Nicole and Rafe, and this damn freaking bear. Like, that what fucking what? that the fucking bear. bear. That bear, yo. Fucking, I can't. I can't. I want to grown for this. Listen, so they need the bear to- might be worse than the elephant. <sighs> they need to recast. Okay, so Nicole is gonna sleep with Xander, but at some point, I feel like that. Like I feel like they need to recast Eric and bring him back to Salem and for it to have some type of end. Yeah, that's that's, that's what I was a saying. Good story. Nicole sleeping with the worst enemy because she was in a self-destructive place because of Eric. Come on, that's a juicy story. Yeah. In my opinion. That's but what I was I- saying in in the group chat. Like they can only take this so far with him off the screen. Yeah. Yeah. For it to have the impact that it should, he needs to be here to react. But this also feels like they're putting the death knell in Eric and Nicole because I don't see Eric forgiving this. I, think-, I think he can forgive infidelity. I don't think he can forgive infidelity with Xander. Look how much of a dick he was to Sarah for sleeping with Xander and they weren't even together. Right, but also I don't, after everything Xander has done up to and including shooting his mother, I don't think Eric is going to be so forgiving. If she had slept with Brady or God forbid slept with Rafe or even some random Joe Schmo off the street, I think he would have been understanding yeah, of that. It's, it's, it's the Xander, Xander of it all that's going yeah, to, that's uh, going to make it hard for them to I come mean, back from this. A good story, but with no Eric, there is no story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm just like, like I'm trying to figure out well, where well, why this choice though. Where they intend to take it. Cuz I I swear to if they break up over the phone, y'all. They're going to break up over the phone, already. y'all. Unless they end up killing him after she slept with him and that doubles the guilt. Like could you imagine if Eric, after their fight, decides to come home because he doesn't like how they left things and then gets killed in a plane crash on the way home. Ugh. They, I don't, 
they they've got to do something yep this is not it no this is absolutely I not it i don't mind her tapping into her old ways like the little, i've enjoyed nicole having growth and all of that but like i've said for many weeks which you guys can back me up on i love i love me some messy and big city nicole she was really fun she was and a lot of that involved booze but this yeah maybe not skip maybe skip the booze but <laughs> <laughs> oh but well she she, was she would not she would not touch xander with a 10-foot pole if she were so i miss pookie though <laughs> oh i know i miss her too but anyway so i don't i don't mind it like i don't completely hate it but i get why fans do and why fans feel a certain way about it being Xander, it makes complete sense. Yeah, I mean, I'm this reaction, but I'm not against it. I'm kind of relieved that it's not Wraith at this moment because I just know. Yeah, I I was trying to figure out how it could have. Like honestly, the only other person that I could see it having been was Xander, and I didn't know how they were gonna get there. But for it to be Wraith, it would have been really out of character. For, for him, because he's not—he's not that guy. He's the guy that wants to pick up the pieces after the relationship has fallen completely apart. But he's not the he, one to break it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of relationships that have fallen completely apart or seeming to, Jake is still reeling from his breakup with. Kate, which after a conversation with Ben, he starts to realize that he might actually have feelings for Gabby. Is it too little too late? I mean, we know it's not, but it should be, honestly, because Gabby deserves better than this. I, really, I don't care at this point. <laughs> I but I will say, uh, I, I will say, Tony, that Ben was a far better, more supportive friend to Jake than the Jake, Jake has ever him. ever been to him. Yeah, because because he my favorite thing too was like he called him on his crap. He's yeah. like, well, um, if you don't care, what was with that smile? Like you've got to figure out what you want and then fight for them. Ben was like, why would you tell the woman you supposedly love? <laughs> I mean, he was like, Ben was like, I'm going to lay these breadcrumbs out for you, homie, and I, just just follow the trail. Follow the trail. Come on. I mean, I'm leading the horse to water, but like, I'm going to need you to drink. The Jake we've been seeing for, for a year now, he's basically jumped from woman to woman. It's been, yeah, he went from Gwen to Gabby, Gabby to Kate. Now he's going back to Gabby. And there's no, like, backstory to why he is the way he is. I mean, I, I, he can sleep with whomever, whoever he wants to, like, but it felt like it was, like, he had maybe a bad relationship that gave him, like, maybe, maybe made him not want to be in a long-term relationship. I don't know. It just, I feel like they missed, missed the opportunity to write a story for Jake and develop him and with Gabby. I feel like this story they originally started kind of pivoted into a mess 
because Jake's story became about introducing Gwen rather than introducing us to Jake. Yeah. And at this point, I feel like we know Gwen way better than we actually know Jake. Yeah. And I'm just struggling with Jake in general. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, for me, he's a he's, he's just the chemistry with with Brandon and Camila is there, and I enjoy the way they've been playing off of each other, and I like the fact that Gabby moving on is getting under his skin. But, like, I did not necessarily appreciate that he blamed Gabby for the breakup. Like, that was a bit of a reach. Listen, everything Jake says is just a whole lot of bullshit. Like, at times... I, I don't like him treating her like she's some library book that he can pick up and check out whenever he wants it and return it when he's but done and then get it again. The weird he... thing is, though, she did the same thing to him. Here's the thing, I... though. If we compare, like, if we compare him to his twin, Stefan didn't really treat her well either, but they had that cat and mouse type of thing that just worked. With that pairing, which I don't see at all. With I think they're tr- like... It's not clicking with J- Jake and Gabby. They don't have that same dynamic. So it's like a really huge miss for me. I'm hoping that next week when Jake and Gabby you know, have sex and the Jake and Gabby fans get the payoff that they've been wanting for over a year... Um, I hope that before the sex happens, that we actually get some much needed point of view from Jake. Because I think we are. Because in the promo, we saw Gabby with her back turned to, I almost said Stefan, to Jake. Oh, yeah. That shot from the promo was giving me flashbacks to like their breakup, which their breakup before she left. That was like the, oh so good gave gave such good angst in that moment. So I'm hoping that she does like she makes him fight for it and makes him explain because Gabby deserves better and Jake needs to work for it. And I yeah. hope that when Kate comes back and the whole truth comes out of what happened, that he doesn't drop Gabby like a hot potato. I feel like I know I I don't think that he will but I'm gonna feel so bad for Kate because she had so much faith in him in those scenes with her and Kristen where she was like if he didn't react it's because he knows something was off because he had he's the one that pushed and fought for this relationship and I was just like oh girl oh girl (laughs) like I wonder how he's gonna feel when she like does she escape on her own what happens uh based on spoiler pictures it looks like she gets ejected from the car and then Kristen, as kate goes to the hospital and then somehow kate's going to just show up there later next week but i think at this point it by that point everything is going to have come out because i'm pretty sure that brady's going to remember when he wakes up that Kristen is Kristen. right 
So basically, um, she runs to the mayor mansion. Nah, I'm not sure she runs. She might run to the demer. Yeah, I think she ends up but running yeah, to the demer mansion. Is, she is because we <laughs> we're seeing her sitting on the bed right after. Right, so right, right, here. right. So by like next, yeah, by the end of next week, everything's so, gonna be out. So basically. She's going to explain what happened, and I wonder how Jake is going to react. Because technically, yeah, he didn't know, but technically he cheated. Uh, well, no, because he thought they were broken up. The fact that, you know, he didn't cheat. I mean, he thought so, but I... Yeah, I think it's going to... It's not technically cheating when Kate's face broke up with him. (laughs) I think that... I think Kate's going to... I think her problem, honestly, is going to be that it took him all of five seconds to get run with back Gabby. To Gabby. Yeah, that's going to be a bigger problem. But he didn't cheat because he was under the impression that they broke up that's because true. because his face, her face, said the words "we're done." That's true. But <laughs> I mean, it's still no, it's so messed up. Like this is so complicated. Kristen needs to take all of her max masks. <laughs> but, but still. <laughs> I wonder how he's going to react to it, though. Yeah, his reaction's actually going to be funny because he's never actually been here. Yeah, this is all new to him. This is all new to him. So, like, (laughs) the masks of it all are going to be like, what the hell did you just say? Are you insane? So, I I meant more like, is he going to be with Gabby or... Oh okay, yeah, he's I gonna stick Kate. with Gabby, but I do think he's gonna feel guilty. At least I would hope that he felt at least a little bit. Guilty. I like that's what I, I meant. He meant that's what I meant with cheating. It's not that per se, like because her, Kate's face broke up with him, but he might feel like it is cheating. Yeah, because uh, I mean, I I feel like he might feel a little guilty because like at first he really was like something's not right here he did and then he just kind of blew past that too but i can be with gabby now so yeah and it's gonna will can i feel like that's a lame excuse do we think that jake's gonna end up alone in all of this because think about it if he finds out the truth and drops gabby like a hot potato but kate says no because he jumped into bed with gabby so fast if kate backs away from him and says not no but fuck no and he turns back to Gabby and says well I guess this means we can be together now and she tells him to kick rocks and Jake is left on his own I, I feel like I, I feel like he's gonna end up with Gabby I don't know if he's gonna deserve yeah and they're obviously gonna end up with Jake and Jake and Gabby as an end game do we think Gabby's going to get a miracle baby out of this? I, I, I don't know. She mm. might someday, but... Not anytime soon. Oh, poor girl. That <laughs> <laughs> poor girl. <laughs> but we've kind of been mentioning Kristen. Listen, I would be, like, uh, I would be happy for my mutuals and the fans who love them, but, like, I think Gabby should be in a in a different relationship. Like she de- deserves much better. I kind of wish she would have stayed. I'm happy. With- I'm happy for the fan base because they've been waiting a long time. I personally don't care. 
And since we were mentioning Kristen before, why don't we segue into the Kristen of it all? All the the rows of the walls are closing in on Kristen as Susan has had enough and <laughs> unintentionally spills the beans and Brady finally bought a clue. I, listen, first of all, the fact that Susan even stayed this long. Yeah, nope, true. Okay. But when when y'all read the spoiler that said Kristen makes a big mistake in front of Brady, did you read that as Kristen and not Susan as Kristen? Yeah, I thought it was going to be Kristen as Susan giving herself away in front of Brady. So did I. So when it was Susan as Kristen, I was like, oh, well, this is a nice surprise. I felt like if anyone would give themselves away it would be Su- Susan as Kristen which she did so I, I feel like Kristen has when she except for like Sammy and all of the others but like in front of Brady she's caught herself and managed to like explain it away but I don't know but I love that Brady kind of caught a clue um, it took him long enough. It did. God love him. He's so dumb. I love him so much, though. He he finally bought a clue. I loved the way the car accident was done. The car accident was great. The yeah, that was, was awesome. Perfect. That was good soap. I actually didn't expect Kate to be the reason that Kristen <laughs> wrecked. That was great, and I low-key expected like that her to. I'm sorry. No, it was the way she popped up. Because <laughs> I had tweeted, like maybe with about 15 minutes left of the episode, that I thought that the accident was going to happen as Kristen was on her way to the airport. Brady was on his way home from the prison. They were going to crash, and then Kristen was going to flee and leave Kate in the car. Oh, but that's basically the same. It's. I don't recall the entire story, but like the whole Maggie. Yeah, Xander, uh, Orpheus and Evan fleed and left Maggie passed yeah. out, drugged in the car, and then yeah, pulled booze over. Yeah, that would have been the same. So, the same. I, yeah, but that's kind of what I thought was going to happen. But I like the fact that Brady, when he comes to, is going to remember like, and this is not Jamesy Riley, where like... The where he'd like, forget, yeah. <laughs> For another six months, like, he actually remembers and is going to be uh, a big part of the whole truth coming out, which I'm excited about. But I actually really enjoyed the scenes where, like, Brady was figuring it out and, like, Brady was realizing that Kristen is still going to Kristen. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, it was, like, I remember because he I think he said something to the effect of like I don't know why you take I I don't know why you take these crazy risks and I'm like dude that's who she I think when I probably (laughs) yelled the same thing it was when he was in the car right yeah oh my god Kristen I can't believe you would do this why would you do this and I'm literally working watching the last half of days and as he's saying that I'm yelling at my television because it's who she's always been right I'm just like it's Kristen what do you mean why because it's like hello 
I mean, granted, he was like five years old at the time of the secret room <laughs> and the Kristen Susan swap took place, but he witnessed all the craziness. Right. He witnessed it at an adult age. Right, with the masks and the shootings and the wedding. Like, and, and even the- before that, with uh, Kristen raping Eric. Like, right? it's all, like he, just because you want her to change doesn't mean she has changed. Let's us not forget that the entire reason your child exists is because she slept with you while wearing the mask of another woman. It's just, it's so weird. It's uh, like Rachel would not exist if she did not sleep with him in Nicole face. Brady has this thing he does where once he falls for someone, he wants them to be what he wants them to be and he refuses to see anything else. And the only person he never did that with was Chloe. Yeah. Because he fell in love with Chloe exactly how she was and never expected her to change. Yeah. He's just like... God Maybe he's stuck on a brand of, on a brand of stupid. Oh yeah, he's de- yeah he's definitely king of the stuck on stupid. Um, well, this is- he's pretty. I mean, <laughs> he is. <laughs> it's like thank God you're pretty, sweetheart. Because, mm-hmm. mm. but now we are going to segue into one of my favorite parts of the entire week. Um. Lucas, Chloe, with a special appearance from Stan. The man. <laughs> like <laughs> my scheming babies. I love them. Oh, I love this so much. Listen, I love how they're writing Lumi. It's so good. It's so reminiscent of how they used to be. Yes. I feel like oh, it's so good best like written pairing on screen because they are organically themselves it is in their history and like the look of of horror on lucas's face when he (laughs) realized it was stan it was just perfection i love 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 that he is doing all of this for sammy and she's doing all of this for Lucas. Like, she doesn't just dress up in a mask for just anyone. Because it's like, he could not care less if the truth came out. He does not. He, like, he, I don't, he would not I don't care. Lose anything. No. He's but, doing all of this for Sammy. And I'm just like, and he's doing it for her to keep a man that he despises to yeah. the core of his being. This is, I will say, the most selfless they have written Lucas possibly ever. Right? Mm. Because he's literally doing all of this for Sammy. And I love that. And it just keeps getting bigger and weirder and deeper. And he's just like, all right. And Sammy is the reason that this all falls apart. Because she said the same thing as Sammy that she said as Stan. And Chloe put the pieces together. And they actually used a piece of history I thought they were going to forget. The fact that Chloe saw Stan. I, right? Remember, weren't we, ta- did we, talk we were about talking about it, about yeah. it on Twitter a couple weeks ago. And even, I think we mentioned it on air because I had, like, I had said that was literally their only meaning. So, like, 
I didn't think it was going to register. I didn't think it was going to mean that much. If they wanted to retcon and pretend it didn't happen, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Surprise, surprise, they used it. And this, FYI, ladies and gentlemen in the audience, is how you use a flashback. Right. You don't flash back to motherfucking yesterday, but cut scenes that actually air, you show flashbacks to scenes that matter. And the way they did this, even though they used a flashback to scenes earlier in the episode, it worked because it was Chloe recognizing what Stan said, putting together that it was Stan, and between that and then segueing right into the car accident, which we discussed in the last segment, that was how you do a cliffhanger. I literally yelled at my screen when she put the pieces together, come on Monday. Yeah, because I didn't think she would. Like, no joke. I I, I didn't well, think I knew the secret was coming. Out. I knew the secret was coming out next week because I think there was a spoiler. Obviously, now we know it's for Monday that she confronts them. I just didn't know how we got there from here. I did not expect Yeah, see, I act. thought someone clued her in. Yeah, like I, I thought she might have overheard them scheming or. Well, yeah, I didn't think she figured it out. That was so good. She doesn't even have a chance to fully be mad at them because then Brady's going to show up at the hospital and she's going to be right there by his bedside and I'm going to be drowning in broey feels. Oh man, next week looks like it's going to be so good. It's what, you know what? And we were kind of right because we, like from the moment we found out that Brady was going to be hurt, we were like, okay, how is it? We we were sure that it was going to be Kristen's fault somehow. Yeah. Uh, this is not how I thought it would end up. No, car accident wasn't even on my radar. We were right about. Um, I think we were. Were we right about Stan? All, all no, time? Stan. Well, once we realized that Lucas was faking the tumor, we put put it together. But my original thought for Stan's appearance was like an anesthesia dream while Brady was having surgery based on whatever was oh whatever caused April 1st well I knew it was in April because of when it was being filmed it was definitely going to air in May but I had known that Brady was going to get hurt and I knew that Stan was in the like we knew Stan was in the hospital so I just connected dots that didn't necessarily need to be connected based on the information I had at the time but then once we got the Lucas brain tumor of it all then I was like aha so that's where Stan comes in it's a good way of using Stan I liked it it was so good how we were kind of discussing this a little bit uh in the group chat earlier this week how would we feel if they brought Dan Wells in as Eric I mean I don't think I would mind it I don't, I've been campaigning for it for years, like before we got Greg Vaughn years. Yeah, I don't know. Um, no, no. It would just be so weird to me. (laughs) I mean, listen, we have Chris Kostacek as Roman Brady. I mean, uh, yeah, but I feel like. And he full on. And that was a major character. And that was a major character who dated Kayla and tried to flirt with Mary Beth's version of Kayla, 
Let me tell you, those scenes were weird to watch. <laughs> no, I feel like... I don't know. There's something I, I feel like it doesn't fit. Eric, and I'm always going to see him as Stan. <laughs> right, because it's been, like, so sudden. I wonder what the, what that must have been like for Dan Wells to get the call. Like, right. hey, we want you to come in for, like, a five-second scene. We know it's been 15 years, but what do you say? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that must have been fun for him because he he did such a great job back in 2005 and he was in like manipulating and like blackmailing a lot of characters yeah like he it was chloe was, mimi john Clo- yeah because he was he was john's drug dealer he was the reason that philip got his leg blown off he he confronted mimi a few times and he called the police on her like you guys saw on the clip yeah, I have yeah, Stan Stan created some chaos. I loved it. But that's typical Sammy. Yeah, no, <laughs> true, definitely. She confronted Mimi a lot of times, like I remember that. And then we had a moment with Chloe and Stan and Nicole and Stan, Jan and Stan. Oh, speaking of Jan, uh, Jan's plan seems to be falling apart. All quickly, quickly, all because of Jan, because she can't keep her mouth shut. So before we get to the Sean and Bella at all, which I want to deep dive into that in a few minutes because I enjoyed those scenes, I want to specifically talk about Jan and Bonnie, and then Jan and Claire. I really enjoyed Jan and Bonnie more so than I thought I was going to. When she Bonnie made- was not having any. <laughs> at all <laughs> she was not here for anything when she jan made the jan, say. when she made the jan brady jokes i right. died i died straight up died on the floor i i loved seeing bonnie defend mimi i just loved it, it and it was, it was so good i loved seeing them have, share a scene like her and jan share a scene it just like flash me back right back into 2005. I don't know if they shared a lot of scenes, but they did right before Jan. I don't know if they shared a lot of scenes, but I know no, they Mi- shared a few scenes here, here and there. I know Mimi complained about Jan a lot, so Bonnie yeah, was, but Bonnie, Bonnie was very right well before aware. Mimi, I don't know if Mimi was arrested initially. Like, didn't she confess? He confessed, but like there was a moment with Mimi and Bonnie and Jan in Jan's hospital room where Jan basically said Mimi pushed her. And I think Bonnie was in the hospital room as well. So that's the maybe the only time or last time. Last time, definitely. So I felt like it was nice to have if I can't have Mimi, I'm like Bonnie is the second best thing. This and this was the most entertaining and most Bonnie like that Bonnie has been this run. Like this is how they need to use her exactly. in a more antagonistic way, trying to re- again redeem her 
and making her the heroine of her own love story. I don't think she needs to be redeemed. Like, no, but you can see that that's what they're trying for with yeah, her Yeah, they're Justin. trying to make her too good, and that's not who Bonnie is, but she's not an evil character. She's not even, like, a villain. She just is the type of character who does shady things sometimes. She wasn't a villain until she swapped places with Adrian. That, I'm, I'm sorry, you don't... Yeah, because there's, like, no defense for that. There's literally no defense for that. Like, the stuff that she did in the early 2000s wasn't necessarily villainy. It was, it was well, you know, it was what it was. But she crossed into villain territory when she took over Adrian's life and let Adrian sit in jail for months. I don't think that's a villainy move, though. How is that not a villain For move? Bonnie, like <laughs> that's right in Bonnie's wheelhouse. Maybe they'll take. But, and over. that makes her a. But that's something a villain would do. So if Bonnie would do something like that, Bonnie is therefore a villain. There is no universe in where you take over another person's life does not make you a villain. True. 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 I don't know. I mean, I guess that particular storyline, but. Uh... Like, it's not that I care about Adrian anyway, so. That's but your I, Mimi bias talking. No, but I don't, it's not that I'm loving Bonnie currently either, the way she's written, but I love having some type, type of tie to Mimi on screen because that gives Mimi a bigger reason to show up aside like she has she has her friends Sean and Belle and all of them but her mom is in town so but so I I don't care for Justin and Bonnie either so and then once Bonnie left and then her parting line with like when she was like sometimes the jokes write themselves as she left then she like smacked like kind of tapped Jan's face as she was leaving I was on the floor and then Jan starts talking to herself and I kind of need them to stop flashing back to Charlie's murder unless they're going to give us more. Something new? Yeah, like, can you, like, just stop showing us the same scene and give us more or just stop flashing back to it. But I will say, Claire is the perfect mixture of John and Marlena, and she proved it in those scenes with Jan when she came in and said, is that a fact? With that Marlena stare, I was fangirling so hard. It's so... You know what's interesting to me about Claire and Jan? It is interesting to me that Jan sees Claire as Sean's daughter instead of seeing her as Belle's daughter. She sees her as someone to protect as opposed to seeing her as an obstacle that needs to be removed. And I wonder if Claire didn't have the history with mental illness that she does, if that would be the same. I don't know. It's just so interesting to me that that, that she's that that is the lens that she views and I honestly, Belle's child through. I think it's because Claire has done. I mean, when Claire lost her mind, she set people on fire. When this that, is true. So like. <laughs> 
I think Jan sees herself in Claire and she can connect those like she can I think if Claire had been completely sane and never had a break from reality I then I could absolutely see her vilifying her and attaching her to Belle and then making her a target of harassment so to speak but because of the mental illness connection I think that's what's bonding them and when she said bonus mom I about <laughs> died. Clara looked like she wanted to vomit. But I love so I love the fact that Claire was confronting Jan while Sean and Belle and Marlena were putting the pieces together, which is we're going to pivot into the other half of this, which is my faves are the smartest people in town and I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Literally given one piece of information, the fact that Marlena and John saw Jan the day they made the recording and Belle had the entire thing figured out like that. All Jan had to do was wait for him to leave. Exactly. Not even that. Well, that, but like, and even if she had known that the recording existed, if she didn't go to Trask, her plan would still be fine because they still would have arrested Belle based on the button. She's doing too much. She's she's going to be the reason that her plan self-destructs. And I love, 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 loved seeing Sean and Belle talking to the doctor and getting the footage and watching the footage and we actually have proof that Jan was awake on Valentine's Day and Charlie was dead 11 days later. Right? So it's actually working for me, Jan being the killer, and I didn't think it would. Because y'all remember, like, before they revealed it, I was not for it. And then they revealed it and I and I pivoted. I am 100% on board. I am loving the material that Sean and Belle are getting from this. I love seeing them work together. Like, I kind of want them to work together more often now because it's just so much fun. This is like my, I like these types of stories for couples because I feel like a lot of the time, I mean, they're happy. They're a happy couple, but they're still getting a story and their story is not internal. You know what I mean? It's not, it's- it's not a cheating story. It's not a love on the rocks. It's they're getting a story and they're still getting to be stable and happy and have each other's backs. And yeah, I like Jan could very easily be their Stefano and I'd be fine with it because this is the most I've ever enjoyed Jan. And I think it's because Sean and Belle are getting to fight her together, which we've never seen. Yeah. We've never gotten a chance to see Sean and Belle on the same page on the same page fighting things as a couple as a team and a supportive team to boot like sean is completely supportive in bell as a lawyer bell is completely supportive in sean as a cop they completely love and support each other and are helping each other to bring the best out in each other and that's a place where we've never gotten to see them and it's just really, really nice to, to have them at this point. 
and Sean is so determined to prove that Belle didn't do this. I love that he has complete faith in her and he knows right. he didn't do this, but he also knows that this isn't enough. Cause like Belle's like, yay, we have the proof. Let's go to the police station. He's like, uh, well, let's wait on that. Right. Cause now they have to get more proof. And now we're Sean and Belle are going to have this whole plan to trap Jan, which I feel like is going to go majorly sideways. Right. Which I, I can't wait for. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm like, so we don't excited. know how it's going to go bad, but we know it's going to go bad. And we know it's going to go bad with at least two people getting hostages. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm wondering if those hostages are going to be one, Claire, and second one possibly being Ben. Ben gets injured. And that's what brings Sierra home. I can see it. So I think we've unfortunately had to save the worst story for me for last. Um, Abigail, Gwen, and Chad, and this whole mess. She has fallen down the stairs. The baby is gone. She is lying through her teeth and claiming that Abigail pushed her. And that Abigail is the reason her baby is dead. And Jack and Chad are choosing to believe Gwen over Abigail. I feel like... I feel like Jack is absolutely believing Gwen. I I think Chad has doubts. I'm not happy that he even has doubts. But I don't think he's fully, fully convinced that she's telling the truth. I need Jack to be the one to figure this out. Because Jack's spidey senses... And reporter senses can are gone. Are, no, well, a well, yes, they're gone. But B, they're also going. They're also kind of going off because he can tell that something's not right with that doctor. Because that doctor came in and he's like, uh, "Why did they admit you?" No, like he was he was getting ready to actually spill that she had lost the baby prior to the fall, and. Jack was like, well, what's going on? She just came in here. Like, can you just tell us what's going on? So he can already tell that something's wrong. I need him to put the pieces together. Like, especially after how easily he believed Gwen. Like, I need him to be the one to figure this out because he needs to have major egg on his face. It's just like, it's it's so frustrating because he keeps saying that he can't choose between them and then he's consistently choosing Gwen. It's and like it's, your words and your actions are not lining up, homie. And Chad it is frustrating to me too. Although I will say when he asked Abigail, what were you doing fighting with a pregnant woman on the stairs? I, I wasn't mad at him for asking that because really, I mean, Abigail didn't know she was no longer pregnant at that point. Right. What was she doing grabbing that girl at the top of the stairs? You don't grab pregnant people on the stairs. It's just not something you do. Even if they are Satan spawn, you do not grab them at the top of the stairs. It's just not something that you do. Yeah. I feel like especially in Soap Digest, it seemed like Chad wasn't wasn't supposed to be or he wasn't going to believe her but what came 
off on screen was a bit different. Oh yeah, that Soap Opera Digest article, like the way the scenes actually played versus how they were described in that article yeah. were so completely opposite, Bill. Yeah, because yeah, so- to me, it, it seems like Chad hasn't like I, I don't think that he's completely bought Gwen's story. No. And even the moment in the article where they were talking about how like it almost came off like Chad and Gwen were gonna have a bonding moment over if they would have got they no, they didn't, if they would have gotten to raise their baby when what actually aired was I was going to support my child no matter what, but I was not going to like I was I always going didn't to be mind about their scenes at all. I Me thought, either. Yeah. I thought Chad was making sense. So what was interesting to me about those scenes was <laughs> and this is why I said a, a few weeks back that that sudden 180 where they sent her on an apology tour rang false because she's lying in the bed she's you know feeling all of these all of the sadness of you know losing her child and she's in tears and literally talking to Chad about how maybe this would have been her redemption and so on and so forth while at the same time lying through her teeth yeah and I'm just like and I do like that they established though that the reason she lied is because of everything that Abigail said to her before she fell down those stairs like do we think one would have lied had that fight not happened See, I don't yeah. see. Here's my thing. To me, I don't think that she, I, I, she clearly went there to tell Chad right. that she had miscarried. But I, to me, all this is is confirmation that had she had that baby, all it would have taken was her getting mad at Abby one good time to decide to go nuclear. Yeah, and she would have used she would have used that baby as a bargaining chip. Yep. Like, we're, and we're good that Gwen lost the baby. Like, do we care? Are we crying tears that that baby doesn't exist? Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. Same. Uh, so, and we did get confirmation in spoilers that the week of the 17th, Abigail is leaving. And um, so Marcy Miller's maternity leave will be beginning. And from the sound of it, Abigail is choosing to leave. So it doesn't sound like she goes to jail. Are we happy about that? I'm happy, but I wonder if Gwen's going to blackmail her out of town or something. I just, I, I just don't feel like they're going to give it to us that easily. You know well, what I, mean? I think Gwen's going to be a little busy getting blackmailed by Dr. Snyder to be busy blackmailing anybody else. Dude is shady. I can't prove it. I felt like when <laughs> like, I saw him, I knew he was, he was shady. Like, I, I told you guys. I yeah. told you. But he didn't seem to he know. He always plays someone shady. I was like, yeah. But I he didn't like, seem to. Shady. Tony, you told me no. Well, <laughs> no, I, I, no, I said no. I don't think he was helping Jan. I didn't say that he wasn't shady. But it does seem that I was right in in terms of the fact that he wasn't helping Jan because he seemed relatively shocked to see her standing on Valentine's shady, Day. Oh, Oh, hundred percent. He's still shady, but he wasn't helping. But I knew it. I had a feeling like some there was some way he was playing the character. He's always playing someone shady. 
It's like, at yeah. this point, it's a good guess if he's cast. I don't know. He was Ross Rayburn on One Life to Live, who, if I remember correctly, was a con artist, was he not? Yeah. Makes sense. Um. So, yeah. But I think... What is he going to blackmail her for? Like, uh, well, I, I, I know... Yeah, I, I don't know what exactly he plans to get out of her, but I mean, I know he's obviously going to use the truth about the miscarriage to get what he wants. I just don't know what he could want. Gotcha. Money, maybe, but... <sighs> uh, yeah, it, it's like she doesn't have any, and he... Mm. Mm. So, unless, unless he thinks because her father is Jack Devereaux that Jack might have money. Yeah, it, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. It's don't know. Something's off. Or because Chad, because her baby daddy was a Demera, maybe she could milk money out of Chad. I, I don't know. Yeah. But I am. Are are we going to be sad to see Abby leave? Are we happy to kind of see the storyline get a bit of a break? I'm. I'm gonna feel bad for her if she leaves on bad terms because I feel like they've just dragged her down into the depths of bad road yeah they've dragged her down to the depths of hell and I I I I would like for her to at least to have something good at at so soon like if not before she leaves then like at, um, as soon as she gets back because it's like this has been it's wonder, been a while because like when was she drugged last april april 27th yeah this 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 is it's it's been a journey it's been it's over a year i wonder <laughs> if she's actually going to check herself back into the hospital in florida because obviously she never should have left because she's not okay yeah but I will say I will miss Marcy Miller because she's been on fire. She's been amazing. And please, when you come back, please have this fire with you. Like, let, let I am hoping to God that this fire that she has within her is not something that disappears now that she's not pregnant. Like, let this, let her stay in this place. Because my God, she's been amazing. she's she's been so good she's been the saving she's been the saving grace of this story i agree i just i don't know y'all i don't know i this is like one of those times where i'm really happy that i'm not like a super duper hardcore invested shabby fan because i feel (laughs) i feel like i would need constantly need a drink to get through this listen the thing is with them though they like with chabby that is they get meaty material but it's but not necessarily a good like storyline and it's out of character material for at least one of them always but i feel for the fan base because they're constantly put through the ringer they are put like and they're put through it in not even a good way because they're Chad and Abby never learned from their mistakes. They keep repeating the same ones. There's no growth. And 
Like they have literally made Chad into dog shit in this story because he is constantly doubting his wife at every turn. And this is now the third time, possibly fourth time that he has lost faith in his wife. And at, this is a couple that's existed on this show for 10 years. At some point, the angst has to move past the, I don't believe you. Because if after 10 years, you don't believe the person you love, why are you still with them? But I also feel like, I'm going to say this, but I feel like Ron writes them in a certain way. Oh yeah, Ron Ron can't stand them. And I don't know if Billy Miller or Billy Miller, the book, if if Billy Flynn or Marcy Miller like parked in his parking spot or what, but they like he is ooh, he has fair. So I feel like this is more on Ron because Chabby had a lot of development up until the point of Abby leaving when she broke out of. The, and, but that the, wasn't on Ron. That was on Dina. No, no, no. Before I'm saying that's when it started, and then when Ron came along, he just made it worse. I think like the first half. No, wait. Remember when Abby was hit by a car? Yes, that was actually yeah. really good, story, good for story for them. That was but, amazing for them. Like and up until the wedding, double wedding. Yeah. That, yeah. Like, that has been Chabby's best story in four years. And like everything yeah, after that. Under Ron's pen, I would say. Yeah, which uh, he's been on the show for four years now. It'll be four years in July. But like up until the point of yeah, uh, Abby like breaking out of the. What was it called? What was the name Sanitarium? Of? Yeah, but what was the name? Shady Hills? No. Yeah. Well, are you talking about the one in Florida or the one where. Kate Manzi left and Marcy Miller took over the first time. Kate Manzi and um, Marcy came into the role. For, but the first time, right? First time. Yeah, so in 2016, yeah. she was. I believe it was Shady Hills. That's that's the up until the point they had major growth as characters and a couple. And then, like, Abby was gone for a while. Yeah. And, and then, then we had Chab- Chabby with an eye. Oh yes, Chad. And th- that's when Ron came along, basically. No, well, no. By no, the time when the Ron, it, well, yeah, because Chad, because Gabby and Chad and Abby, that whole triangle, that was all Dina. By the time Ron the came time in, wrapped, Ron came in. Ron came in and came put in them back together. Start. Yeah, because Ron, them. Ron came in and wrote that reunion because they were already apart. She was married to Dario when Ron came in. So then... My point is, up until, like, I would say October 2017, Chabby has had good development in terms of them as a pairing and yeah, as it, individuals. It went but, it went downhill for Chad and Abby in 2018, honestly. Yeah. Because up, like, Ron started out so well, like, he put them together, and, like, that story was so good. Like, Dario forcing her to stay married to him and leave Salem with him. That fight before she got hit by the car. 
then getting hit by the car and realize and Chad realizing that he always loved her and Chad and Gabby saying goodbye and then Chad and, and Abby getting remarried and that whole thing. And then in the new year is when they started her DID mess with killing Andre. And ever since then, it, yeah, it, 2018 was their downfall. It's been rough. They have not bounced back from the DID mess. And they, they had 2019 was a calm year for chat because they were basically off screen. So they, right, they they, had they in Paris, but they yeah, left, like the little Paris thing was nice. They left in February nice. and came back in November. So, so yeah, you know, and and even the first part of 2020 wasn't bad. Like it was actually like. That was actually when they came back in 2019 into the first part of 2020. That was kind of how I enjoyed them being written. They each had their own things. Like, you know, Chad was dealing with the Steph- the Stephen O. Stefano stuff. Abby was trying to figure out who framed Eve and what happened to her mom. And but they were still together and dealing with things as a couple. And even and even through the brainwashing stuff, when Chad was brainwashed, um, that still, you still felt them fighting together as a unit. And because it was her love that broke the spell of the brainwashing. And then they segued right into her hallucinations, into her exit. But even through that, they were fighting together as a team because he was supporting her. So I felt like been going back and forth yeah but then when when she came back when marcy came back that's when everything changed because when marcy came back this time that's when the whole thing with gwen started and it all went downhill into the depths of hell so let us hope that when we see them later this year and at this point I don't think we're going to see Abby again until at least September or October because once she left I do not think she came back before they went on hiatus when they finished How filming far ahead are, are the taping right now? Uh, they should have filmed August 30th to September 10th I believe would have been what they filmed this week but um and she had her baby on march 13th so this and i think this was filmed at like the end of february so at this point i don't think we're gonna see her from now at least until early september october depending on if she was on set this week but marcy never posts so we honestly won't know until she airs again right yeah we'll just have to wait and see yep but I think that's pretty much it in terms of story for the week. Before we head into our segments, is there any other story beat that you want to touch on? Not, no, not any that I can think of. What about you, Dylan? I think I'm, I think I'm good. All right. I can't think of anything. So first up in our segments is our watching it wrong. I have one. Do either one of you? I have one. 
it's oh just like it might actually i don't know we might have the same one because i think yeah. everyone saw it and was like what the hell <laughs> so go ahead but, you you go first um yeah it was um now look i fully i i i know that it's 2021 but i know that some people have not caught up i know that there are some people who, you know, in our little soap community that still have their prejudices and their bigotries. I, I know it, but every single time that it is on display, it is always, always, always just infuriating. And I was in the middle of my happy little Chanel and Allie bubble because pretty much my entire timeline was like yay yay you know everybody was enjoying it everybody was vibing and then I come across this tweet of we've already done this with Will and Sunny Ron had a great response to that <laughs> so you want one coming out story every 55 years right <laughs> that was such a good response and I was like come on Really? I actually forgot about that, so I'm glad you mentioned it because that wasn't mine. Yeah, I forgot about it too. I was just like, really? Really? Oh, we've had the one. Okay, awesome. I guess I, I guess that is the one soap story. But like also to, do we need do we need this to be a coming out story with Chanel? Like, can't this just be uh yeah, I'm bi, I don't do labels, I like who I like. Right? And we like, don't actually need a coming out. Like, if we get one and that becomes the story that we get, okay, fine. I'm not going to turn that down. But like I would also kind of like it if she's like, Yeah, I like who I like. I happen to like you, so I kissed you. Exactly. We didn't actually, actually, you know what? We didn't discuss the kiss at all. Do we think Ali liked that kiss? I think I it think took her by surprise. I don't think she disliked it. So, did you think that that was their first kiss? Because the way that it played, uh, obviously, by the dialogue in the scene, we knew that it was. But as the kiss was happening, I looked at them all and I'm like, they've done that before. Yeah. They, they seem super comfortable. I I liked it. I, I That whole scene was just adorable. Everything about it, I liked Everything I was so it. good. But, okay. Except so, for uh, Claire running in and be like, <laughs> no, but even, even that was fine because, like, given what she knows about Chanel, I totally don't blame her. It's still dumb. But I get it. But Claire needs a life. Anyway, back to the watching it wrong segment. I'll close out. You go next, Ariet. Oh, you were done, Dylan? Oh, were you done, Dylan? Yeah, I just, you know, I mean, I just want people to join us in this century. It would be nice. Yeah. Or at least own why you hate them. Like, right? If you're going to be a bigot, at least, at least be a proud bigot. Like, don't try and hide your bigotry in some lame-ass excuses. If you're going to be a bigot, own your bigotry, or just say nothing at all. Right? Like, well, we've already done this. It's a soap. We've already done everything. Exactly. Just ridiculous. It's basically like one one gay couple, it's enough. Or one black couple, it's like... It's just infuriating. It, it, it's just so like, ugh, why are you here? 
Yes, no exactly. I can assume Facebook is much worse. Which is why I don't fuck with yeah, Right, Facebook. that's the Badlands. <laughs> we don't go over there. It's the upside down. We don't go there. Um, I don't really have one. Okay, well, then. I think I touched upon it earlier with long. I saw a few tweets. Oh, yeah, the people that. with the attitude against Lonnie. Right, okay. Yeah, I, I don't, and also, I saw it on my timeline today, thanks to you. The fan who claims that, or theorizes that Theo is the one who sends the divorce. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think the reach. That's a big reach. I mean, like, I, I saw I the tweet. I figured, well, I figured we would discuss that when those scenes actually aired in a couple of weeks but um my watching it wrong i wasn't done but okay, oh sorry ahead. no go ahead i'm so sorry i was just gonna say like i get this like into you but like if it's divorce papers what for starters theo is not the one married to ben right he can't send them he can't sign them and, and even if he did it would make even, it invalid and he's not even the lawyer like come on if you're gonna it, if you're gonna assume something, do it based on actual, like, it just sounded so ridiculous. How would yeah. Theo be able to, it just sounded weird. And it, the whole Lonnie has an attitude thing, but I touched upon it before. But I feel like it's just, like, she's warranted. She's entitled to having an attitude. But I touched upon it, so we can skip right ahead to yours. Mine um, is, again, I've been seeing things on Twitter, like Kristen is acting out of character. Kristen would never do this. Do y'all know who Kristen DeMera is? Honestly, do you? Because I honestly don't think you do. Yes, you can love Stacy. Yes, you can love Kristen. But that does not mean that Kristen is being ruined. Villainous Kristen is the best Kristen. It is the Kristen that we know, it is the Christian that we love, it is the Christian that we want. Nobody enjoyed whiny cryberry be social worker, I need a child Christian that existed for the four years she was on the show before she went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. When she went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs in 1996-97, it was the best turn the character has ever taken. They decided stupidly to backtrack on that when they made her pregnant with Rachel. And they decided to revert her back to 1993, which nobody fucking asked for. And now we are mercifully getting away from that. And y'all have a problem with it. Learn your history. Please, God. Because those- it, it was weird. Did, uh, what, did you see the Kristen's been ruined tweet? Uh-huh. That would have, yeah, yeah. Like, if you think Kristen has been ruined, you, you have not been Kristen. watching long. You don't know Kristen Demera. Like, you don't understand who she is. Yes, you can love Kristen, you can love Stacy, you can love Briston, but that does not mean that this Kristen has been ruined. I could argue that Kristen was ruined when they made her nice. Nobody liked nice Kristen. <laughs> Literally, nobody liked her. Like, and the thing I is, say the moment, even if I thought it, it was like something new and exciting at the time, the moment Kristen was quote-unquote ruined was when she became a nun. Nah, uh, it was even before then. Huh? 
I don't think it really started before then because we. The minute she found out she was pregnant, it was like every villainous switch in her body turned off. Hmm. Yeah, that may be true. I don't remember. It's so hazy. 2019 is a hazy year because of the. Yeah, it was like Rolf told her she was pregnant. And literally every scheming part of her, every scheming part of her died. It was like the baby sucked out all the villainous parts of her. And then she thought her baby died. And instead of that making her crazy, it made her even worse. She should have become a crazy nun, though. Yeah. Oh, God. such Such a missed opportunity there. Right. Like, if they were crazy nuns, at one point, that would have been so hilarious. Yeah. I thought that was going to happen when once we saw them as nuns. But then, like, I think this has done a lot of damage to Kristen as a character. Having her bounce back to supposedly nice. I feel like... I think they need to pick a lane and stay there. They need to yeah. make her a villain I... and keep her there. The thing is, she needs to... The, the problem with Kristen, as far as the here and the now, is if they want her to be a long-term viable character, they have to dial down the crazy. Because, like, all of this with the masks and the kidnapping and the islands and the drugging people, like, you can do that when you're only going to be on, you know, a few months, a few months and then, you know, disappear and, and then come back and create some more chaos and then disappear. That, you you know, you can do that if you're that type of character, if you're a special attraction type of character. But if she's going to be on consistently, she needs to be like an old school Victor Kyriakis type villain. Because I don't know. I, I, I understand that there are people who have only come to the show in his, we'll say his, his, his twilight years. <laughs> and and maybe y'all miss and and maybe y'all missed Victor when Victor was doing when Victor tried to kill Bo over Carly. Oh right, you know when Victor was doing the things that Victor was Victor when was Victor a let problem. his son when Victor let Bo sit in jail for a crime he knew he didn't commit when he committed when he claimed treason he let Bo sit in jail knowing that Bo did not commit treason because he was waiting for Caroline to come back for his help. Victor was a problem a giant problem but we still I mean he but he was but they never took him to a point where it was so crazy that he was in a corner that he couldn't turn out of killing Bo he came close yeah that was that yeah they they danced on that They, they, yeah, they, they, they danced on it, and then uh, that was was that before? uh, I think that was after. Was that after Isabella died? That was. I think that was. Was that after? No, I think it was before. Might have been before Isabella died. I'm gonna have to go back and look because Isabella died in. October of 92 I want to say that story happened that story still had Peter so that story was 91 so yeah that Isabella was still there then it yeah because that story I believe had Peter still 
Yeah. But like my point is, like he was Victor was a bad man. Like sassy grandpa one-liner Victor that y'all get now, that's Victor toned down. That, that's Victor taken down from like a hundred to a ten. All right. Yeah. And that's only because John Aniston has gotten older. Right. I think and his health may limit exactly what he can do. Right. So it's like y'all y'all are getting so I I understand like if you don't have a if you've only started watching recently your take on Victor is is kind of colored yeah. by who he is now but like they can make Kristen the same type of villain that he was back in the day if they want her permanently on the canvas. Like, why isn't she making a play for Demera and being the head right. of the Demera crime family? Like, like why? she doesn't, she doesn't Listen, have to, okay. to be all masks. And- she can literally be what, okay, you know how Carly, on switching to General Hospital for one second, Carly became the head of the Corinthos crime family this week. Right. That could be Kristen. I mean, honestly, yeah, because I mean, honestly, I, I don't think Chad or Jake could stop her if she was like, no, the only person <laughs> who could would be Tony. Right. And, to- and Tony's not about that life. He has his Anna. He's good. But it's like, I, I feel like it's not that the character is not salvageable. It's just that they can't have her they, they if turned they up like this and be on every day all day consistently you know right I mean? there has to be a happy medium they took it too far the other direction when they went to redeem her and now they're taking it too far the other direction when they're trying to undo their mistake right there's a happy medium they have to find um and hopefully they will but please, God, let this be the end of Brady and Kristen, because I need never go down that road ever again. Brady, as you like to say, belongs to the streets now. <laughs> yeah, that man been gone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we actually got through everything relatively quickly, so we actually have time to bring back one of our favorite segments, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, do y'all have a good, bad, or ugly off the top of your head? I mean, my ugly is, is I feel like my ugly has been the same thing consistently for weeks now. I'm just so, I'm so, and I love him. I do, I, but I'm so tired of Jack. I'm so, I'm, I'm tired. I need my, him to do better. My ugly is actually uh, going in the eyesore direction of ugly. Um, whoever is obsessed with these floral prints, <laughs> show like please 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 just please stop because we had bonnie in some floral paint bomb explosion of a dress you had the monstrosity and ugliness of the Kristen suit when she was kate and then what kate was wearing while she was in the tunnels like it was just all very 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 bad and then you had nicole's flintstones dress this week like just the wardrobe on days in general just continues to be a constant ugly um my good is everything on friday like friday's episode as a whole uh was just refreshing and fun and my bad 
uh, is Jack. Again, I love you, Jack. You are one of my babies. But you are acting a fool right now, good Lord. And it's like, it's at the point where even though you understand why he's doing what he's doing. It doesn't matter. It's not, it, yeah. That that ship has sailed. It's out to sea. We're tired now. Do you have a good or a bad, Dylan? Um, my good, I've loved Allie and Chanel. I just, I loved everything about it. I loved getting to see a side of Allie that we hadn't really gotten to see i loved getting to see a softer side of chanel where she's actually being completely 100 percent herself with someone right because no like, angle no not it's just chanel being chanel who she is and enjoying someone and being accepted like there was no you know there was no judgment there was no disappointment it was just really nice to get to see softer side of Chanel and get to see a more carefree side of Allie and I hope however this connection goes that they get to have more scenes together and they get to build on that because that was just really fun yeah now assuming they don't go in the Chanel Allie direction since they seem to be uh exploring the fact that chanel is in fact also into girls is there any other girl currently on canvas you would like to see her paired with i think the only other person is claire and that would be (laughs) (laughs) that was my thought too (laughs) interesting because yeah right I'm like, huh, that would be interesting. That would be dramatic. That would be, that would be a turn. I mean, look, Claire doesn't, hasn't exactly had much luck in the guy department. It's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I'm just, I'm, I really liked that. I just really liked the two of them. And did you have a bad? Uh, this damn bear in the cold <laughs> grape, and I'm just, a, God listen chuck it out the window right throw it down the drain i don't i don't care anymore shoot it out of a cannon just get it gone nicole walker brady deserves better Ariane zucker deserves better we deserve better eric and nicole fans deserve better like honestly at this point they could put nicole on a plane to africa to go be with her husband tomorrow and i'd be fine it just I'm I'm so I'm I'm just really tired. I'm so tired. I don't want to see that bear no more. Ever. I, don't know, I don't know who we need to, to have a conversation with, but that I don't want to see it no more. Don't bring Ever. don't bring that bear back around here. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. What about you, Arya? Do you have a good, bad, or ugly? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go through them very quickly quickly um the good is basically chanel alley i think they're adorable i want to see more um and bad i i skipped it but that damn bear (laughs) yeah hashtag kill the bear (laughs) if claire doesn't put it on fire fire i will jump right into the screen and do it myself and the ugly 
Well, what Xander said at home. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Unnecessary. Completely and totally. So, yeah, that's. I went through them real quickly, but that those are my three. Okay. Good, bad, and ugly. And I think that brings us to the end of another episode of Soap Dish Sound Style. This one was a girls' night out edition, which I have to say was rather fun. Uh, so, do you guys have any last minute thoughts before we wrap up? No, I think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah. All right. I won't see that bear no more, but I. Other than that, all right. Other than that, we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.